Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, I'm so glad that you're here today. We are in part three of a series called DTR, Define the Relationship. And what we are doing is we are looking at taking your relationships to the next level by bringing some definition of what do you need to do to make that relationship healthy. I talked to you in week one and said you need to define the center, define the center of the relationship. What is the thing that's holding it together? And I challenged you and said, listen, if Christ is not the center of your relationship, it will fail. Have a Christ-centered relationship. And then last week, stepped on a lot of toes and talked about how to define the purpose. There's a purpose to your singleness. There's a purpose in dating that should always lead to the intentions of marriage. And there is a purpose of your marriage that to glorify God through it. If you missed any of the messages, go check them out on YouTube. And let me just say this about next Sunday. Say next Sunday. Next Sunday, it's going to be a little PG-13. So I say that to warn you that, um, first of all, normally when I say that, more people show up than ever before, which is, <laughs> shows a lot about you guys. Um, but also, uh, it might be a good Sunday to put your kids into Radiant Kids. Come on, somebody. Which uh, I'm just so proud of our Radiant Kids team. Come on, can we give it up for those dream teams that serve so faithfully? And... Um, they do a great job. All right, take out those notes you got on your way in today. I want to talk to you for a bit today on the idea of define the boundary. Define the boundary. For your relationships to thrive, we have to learn to talk about boundaries. You really can't even do a relationship series without talking about the importance of making sure you have solid biblical boundaries. And I'm going to talk about boundaries and, and whether you're single and your life and your time and your money, boundaries in your dating relationships. What is it that's going to honor God? Boundaries in your marriage. How do you live with boundaries? This last week, I was able to go to a conference in Colorado. And at that conference, I was able to ski for a few days. Um, I like to snowboard. My kids like to ski. And so I took my two oldest girls with me and, and my wife. My wife actually went out skiing for about an hour and then realized that she likes the hot chocolate and fireplace better at the hotel. So that was, uh, that, uh, that was awesome. But uh, the two girls uh, went with me and we, I took them all over the mountain after they did their little ski school. And I was giving them advice the entire time of like how to make this a win. And my advice was, hey, listen, don't hit a tree. Like that's a big deal. Like I don't want you to hit a tree. And, and the other advice was to look, after, look out for these signs. There's signs all over the mountain that are just basically like this is a ski area boundary. Like don't cross this line. Like there's lines there. There's, there's things there. You don't cross it. Now, if you've been to Colorado before, you understand that it, it is so beautiful because it's not like some places where the, the snow is like hand, I mean, man-made right there on the slope where you're at. It's actually like beautiful all over the mountain, all over the side. And if you're not careful, you'll try to go past the boundary because it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks beautiful. And there's something about the way we're made that as soon as the boundary's there, you want to cross it. Come on, somebody. Like, I, mean, I remember even multiple times when I, I'd look past and I'd go, man, the, 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 the powder, the, 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 the snow looks so much better over there. It looks so much more wide open over there. I know it's going to be tempting, but the boundary has a purpose. And I want to help you today to understand that boundaries are not an enemy. They are your best friends when it comes to your relationships, 
when it comes to living your life God's way, that there's a purpose of the relationship to be, for it to be healthy. You have to have a boundary with it. Now, now, here's why we have to talk about boundaries, because how many know that relationships can be some of life's greatest joys? How many know that? How many know that relationships are also some of life's greatest griefs right there? They can. Relationships are awesome until they're not. And we've all had those moments where we can be real to the relationship crosses a boundary, crosses a line, where things get messy, where, where, where the issues that they're going through start affecting your life and start messing you up, and boundaries are needed. Here's why our relationships are always going to have issues. I want you to write it down. Relationships have issues because they involve people. And people have issues. And if you don't think you've got issues, that's your issue. you got issues. <laughs> We've all got problems. And if you're going to be in relationship with people, you're going to have to understand those people are not perfect. They don't have their life together. They're fallen, broken people. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Your spouse has sinned and will sin. Your children have sinned. My children have sinned a lot, and they continue to sin. Your, your boss will sin. Your pastor will sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. What is sin? Sin is destructive behavior or beliefs that dishonor God. And we've all got them in our life. And here's why it matters. Here's why it's connected to your relationships. Because sin breeds dysfunction. And where do we have dysfunction? It's because of the areas that we have sin in our life. And things that are dysfunctional affect the people around you. And we've all got it in our life. I was thinking about areas of dysfunction in my life. And uh, we have this, this back porch that goes you know, above our pool. So it's this pool deck that's above our, our pool. And so when you come over our house and people are swimming in the pool, people like to hang out on the deck. So it's a story above the pool and, and people are hanging out there. The problem with it is it is so old and it's rotten and it's messed up. It was about a year or so ago, I, I went up to the top of it and I went to go throw like an old chair off the side of the, the, the deck to throw it away. And when I went to go throw it, my foot went straight through the deck, it's going towards the bottom floor. Like I caught myself, like freaked out. So anyway, uh, my, my brother and his family came over a few months ago. And while we were over there, my brother looks at this deck and he's like, why do you still have this thing here? And I go, it's okay, my family, we understand, it's messed up. Actually, me and my kids, my, my wife and I and our kids, we don't even go to one side of it because we just know it's, it's messed up. He's like, why are you not replacing this thing? Like, because we've just learned to live with our dysfunction. <laughs> Y'all are in that. Isn't it so much like so much of our life? It's just the way he speaks. It's just the attitude I have. It's what she's like in the morning. It's just like that. What is it? We're learning to live with dysfunction in our life. And here's what I want you to understand. In a world of dysfunction, boundaries are essential. They're essential. If you want to live the life God's called you to live, 
then you've got to put boundaries in your life. You've got to put boundaries on what you do because our world is dysfunctional. Let me give you an example of that. So on the count of three, I want to hear everybody's online banking password, okay? So if you can remember it, all right, you got probably one or two that you think, I think this is it. On the count of three, we're all gonna shout it out. All right, you ready? On all of our campuses, St. Pete, come on, some of y'all are wealthy. You can do this, all right? One, two, three. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> some of y'all are way too trusting, all right? I'm not giving y'all mine either. It's, it's not, I'm not a greedy person. I'm not a mean person. I just know you're dysfunctional. <laughs> and because we are all dysfunctional, I can't just assume that you're not gonna steal my money. And that is what is called a boundary. The boundary is that I have a password and I'm not giving it to you because you might take that money and do with it what I don't wanna have to happen with that money. What do I need? Because our world is dysfunctional, you've got to put up boundaries. Boundaries are limits that keep us safe and healthy. They are limits in your life that keep you safe and healthy. When you're dating someone and you have the boundary that you're going to keep yourselves pure till marriage, what is that? It's a boundary that God puts in place to keep you safe and healthy. When you sit there and you don't give out your banking password to people, what is that? It's a boundary to keep your finances safe and healthy. When you have limits on the amount of events that you say yes to in your life, it's a boundary to keep you safe and healthy with your life. When you make it a point to say, you know what, I'm not going to date someone that speaks to me that way. It is a boundary that keeps me safe and healthy in my life. I'm telling you, you have to learn how to put boundaries in place, and here's why. Because you're not God. Someone just had a moment where you got a little offended. You're not. You are not limitless. You are not capable of doing everything. You have what is called capacity. And you have a limited amount of capacity. And here's what a lot of your life looks like. It's what you do with your life is you fill your life with a bunch of stuff. And you think, I can just do everything. And by the way, if you, you, you're a little freaked out, cover your ears, okay, all right? So um, you, you think you can do everything. You say yes to every event. You allow every single person to speak into your life. You never tell people no. You, you get around some real toxic people. You, you, you go to places that you just think, well, I should be able to handle it. You don't have boundaries on the places that you go to in your life. And what you do is you just keep getting your life and you think, I can just do it all. I can be everywhere. I can do it to all people. <laughs> and that's why you're at church today because you've blown up. That, that stool has capacity, all right? So, <laughs> and you keep seeing yourself hit your limit time and time again, and you're frustrated, and here's what you say, I should be able to do more. 
You have good intentions. I should be able to say yes to those things. I, I, should, I should be able to handle his abusive behavior. I, I should be able to do it. And you find yourself popping and hitting your limit and on edge and exhausted. Why? Because you have not set up boundaries in your life that'll honor God. So I'm gonna be your pastor today and I'm gonna challenge you with a life that is lived within boundaries to do what God's called you to do. Some boundaries that God's gonna set up in your life to keep you healthy, but also some boundaries you need to do to keep some people out of your life that will come in and make you toxic and make you messed up and, take, and cripple you for the call of God on your life. So this is, might not be your favorite message, but this might be a necessary message for you to hear today because you need to live a life in boundaries. Can I hear a good amen today, church? All right, let me give you three things on boundaries that I think will help you. Number one, you gotta understand that boundaries are biblical. Boundaries are biblical. We see this idea all throughout the scripture that God created us with limits and to have limits. Now this is important because in our perspective, I know what you're thinking because you're sitting there going, man, I should be able to do anything greater see that's in me. I can do whatever I want with my life. And because we live without limits, we have to understand that we end up burning ourselves out, but that's not how God created us. Look at it, Genesis chapter two. I think this is so interesting. The Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. Say, work it. First of all, ladies that are looking for a man, make sure he's got a job. Come on, the first thing he had right there in the garden, he had a job. Come on, somebody. Should be top of your list right there, right below following Jesus. All right, so work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Look at that. You have so much that you can do. But, <laughs> I love that word right there. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What is that? That's a boundary. That's a, hey, you can do all of this, but don't do that because that'll hurt you. But if you eat from it, you will certainly die. I can imagine Adam. If Adam was around today, he'd go, but I'm an American. I'm free. And I can do whatever I want to do. No, you can't. You're a Christian first. And as Christians, we have boundaries, we have limits, we have rules, we have restrictions on our life. And you go, well, that's just not fair. Again, why does God give it? He gives us our boundaries for our safety and for our health. He wants us to thrive. He wants us to have life and life to the full in the boundary. It's, it's like a fish in a fish tank. He thinks he's restricted by the tank. He's not, he's kept alive by the tank. And you are kept alive in all that God has for your life by the boundaries he puts over us. And he did it to Adam and Eve. And guess what they did? They did the same thing we all do. We try to break the boundary. Well, I'm gonna just see what he's trying to keep from me. And what do they do? They break the boundary. Sin enters the equation. Isn't it interesting? I found this so interesting. That, that's Genesis chapter two. You get into the book of Exodus. The people of God have been created they have now the Israelite people, they're on the way to the promised land. And as they're on the way to the promised land, God doesn't give them one boundary. Now we see he gives them, then he drops them 10 and then a few more and a few more. By the end of the book of Exodus, there's over 600. Why? Because when dysfunction increases, boundaries need to increase. The higher the dysfunction, the more boundaries need to be there. 
So if you sit there and you go, I just don't understand. My family are just all crazy. And every time we're around each other, it's chaos. There's probably a lot of dysfunction without boundaries there that'll keep you safe in what God's called you to do in your life. People heard me last week talking about Katie and I's boundaries and said things like, we have, we have a, a, you know, a, a, a curfew at night. And I could see it in the crowd. People look not though, that's bizarre. How bizarre is that? I'm dysfunctional. And because I'm dysfunctional, I have to have boundaries in my life to keep me safe and to keep me pure and to keep me whole. It's the same for your life. Which, by the way, when it comes to the people you allow in your life, the more their dysfunction, the higher the boundary needs to be of what you allow into your life. Y'all with me today, church? Like, like if my sister was a raging, crazy alcoholic, she's not, but if she was, I have two of them, so maybe you just guess which one, all right? And like, she's just, every time you're around her, she's throwing stuff and, and cussing and yelling. Guess where I'm not taking my kids to Christmas? Why? Because where dysfunction is high, the boundary's gonna increase. Does that make sense? Jesus, we see this all throughout the Old Testament. We see it when it comes to the, the, the presence of God. God set this standard. He says, listen, you're going to come into my presence. You can come in, but there's a boundary and there's a, there's a, there's a way that you're called to live if you're going to walk into this. Imagine you're not saying no to the people in your life. You're saying, yes, you can walk into my life, but here's the standard I'm going to have for you to walk in. This is good teaching for some people today. Some of y'all are like four and like, I can tell people no. Like, it doesn't make sense. Look, look what God did. He said, only the high priest may enter the inner room. Like, I'm gonna have that person to come in. And by the way, and only once a year. So it's not gonna be whenever they want to. Imagine trying that with a family. Hey, we want you to come over. <laughs> you just can't come over whenever you want. <laughs> There's gonna be a limit. And never without blood. Like, <laughs> it sounds like some of your family right there too, right? He goes, so what did God do? He said, listen, I'm gonna allow you to come in, but you've gotta, you've gotta abide by my rules to come onto this. That, that was the standard that was set. Let me just say it to you this way. The greater the access, the greater the responsibility required. So allow people access into your life, but hold them responsible to the fact that you can't just treat me the way you're treating me. You can't talk to me the way you're talking to me. I love you so much, but I'm just saying I'm going to have boundaries because it's biblical. By the way, Jesus, who was the only one ever to be able to live without limits, he was God in the flesh. And yet Jesus himself showed us a life of boundaries. Don't believe me? Did he heal every single person? No. Did he preach every, where he went? No. Many times he would go, hey, there's a big crowd there. I'm leaving the crowd. I gotta go by myself for a little bit. You know what that is? Boundaries. It's that I'm not gonna let the need run my life. I'm gonna let the Father run my life and watch how much healthier you can be. Here's a great verse you wanna hold on to. He grants peace to your borders. God will give peace when you live within the boundaries that he has for your life. 
So we, he brings peace when you live within the boundaries of even in your singleness of like, hey, I'm not going to spend this much money or I'm not going to go out this many nights. I'm going to live this certain way. In my dating, I'm going I'm to have peace when I live within the boundaries that God has for my purity and my life. In marriage, I'm going to live within the boundaries of what we do when it comes to our in-laws or when it comes to our extended family or when it comes to how many sporting events we sign our kids up. We're going to have boundaries. And when we have boundaries, God grants Peace in the middle of it. Peace. Peace is found when you live within the perimeter that God has assigned to you. So I don't have peace when I go do it my way. I have peace when I live within the limits that God has for my life. You will walk in so much more peace when you apply boundaries to your life. Here's your second one. Boundaries are a tool. They are not a weapon. And what I've seen with a lot of people is they listen to a boundaries message like this and they go, good, now I've got a weapon to be able to get them. And, 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 and what is it? It's a way that you can live that you're not teachable, that you're not approachable. It's like, hey, I, I wanna speak in your life. No, I got a boundary. Boundary, hey, hey, you haven't been showing up to church more. Hey, yo, boundaries, boundaries here. Like, hey, I don't know if you're honoring God in that relationship. Boundaries. Hey, you just stay out of this thing. I got a boundary here. That's not what boundaries are about. By the way, boundaries are not the silent treatment in a relationship. So, so you can go, oh, well, here's a boundary. I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. Boundaries are not ghosting your friends. Ba boundaries are not a weapon to hurt other people. Let me tell you, we still got to stay with a heart to love difficult people and people that hurt us. Bible says it this way, make an allowance for each other's faults. Like forgive anyone who offends you. I'm not, I'm not gonna walk around with walls up towards people because, well, they're gonna hurt me anyway and I'm not gonna allow them in or, or that church hurt me so that church is probably gonna do the same thing. No, 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 that's not what boundaries are. We still stay with a heart that loves people, that cares for people, that, 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 that reciprocates the same love and forgiveness that God has given us to the lost and broken world out there. Y'all still with me? Like, like you, you're, they're not a weapon to hurt other people. They are a tool to keep you safe and healthy. So let me give you some statements that I love to live by. This is probably your moment to get, to get some good takeaways for it. Here's some good statements. Is that others' people's urgency is not my emergency. I love this one. Like, like your urgency is not my emergency. Why? I've got boundaries. I've got, I've got a day off that I have. Now, I don't have a lot of days off, but I have a day off every week. So people call me and like, man, I, I need you here at this moment. I'm like, going, I understand that it's not my emergency. My, my, you, I, I've got my life plan. I've got it organized. You've got to live with such a way that I've got, I'm not going to let people control what God wants to do through my life. Here's another one. This is a great one. You aren't bad, but this is not good for me. It's a great boundary statement right here. You aren't bad, but this isn't good for me. This is, this is again, you're in a dating relationship. They're trying to get you to cross a line. This is a good statement. You're not demonizing the person. You're going, you aren't bad, but this isn't good for me. Hey, single people out there, okay? You're, you're trying to run the Dave Ramsey budget and they're going, we're going all, we're all going to Key West to go hang out. You're not bad, but this isn't good for me. Does that make sense? Like, like when, when, when the teacher tries to get your kid to sign up for another sport, 
You look at me and go, oh, you're not dad. But this isn't good for me. Y'all with me today, church? It's just a good statement. Here's another one, ready? I love everyone, but I don't have to tolerate everyone. And as Christians, we can love everybody. That doesn't mean that we have to tolerate them in our life. And I'm telling you, until you put clear boundaries around that, then people will start taking advantage of you. And they're, they're taking advantage of you going, well, I can walk all over them. I, they say that, but they don't really mean it. No, no, I love you, but I'm not going to tolerate that kind of behavior in my home. I love you, but I'm not going to tolerate that in my relationship. I, I really feel impressed right now just by the Spirit of God that, that some lady, you need to be able to speak to that guy and say, I love you, but I will not tolerate you ever putting your hands on me like that. Ever. It is never okay to live in an abusive relationship. You can't find it in scripture to endorse the fact that you stay with someone that hurts you like that. We, you, you, you can love them, but you're not gonna tolerate that behavior anymore. You put a boundary up, it'll help you. Here's another one, I live by this one. Others can, I won't. Others can, I won't. I get it, I get it. Everybody's going again to South Howard. It's gonna be awesome. Listen, others can do it, I won't. Why? Because I have a boundary with my life. I have boundaries with my life. I'm just gonna live that way. Here, here, here's the last one, ready? I am motivated by God, not by guilt. I refuse to live my life motivated by the guilt that people will put on me. I am motivated by God and God alone, not by the guilt trip that you're trying to run over my life. And if you'll be run by guilt, your life will be driven by need after need after need. You're run by God, your life will be driven into purpose and destiny into the greatness God has for your life. You can only be run by one. So my life, my boundary is that I'm gonna be run by God and not by guilt. Lisa Turkhurst wrote a great book on boundaries. She was talking about the, in the book about how um, people get her to try to sign up, you know, her kids, teachers and everything, hey, can you sign up to, to run this event or run this field trip? And she was so pressured to say yes to everything. And some things you, you say yes to. It's just like an awesome thing. Don't use it as a weapon to like don't do anything. But, but sometimes you need a tool. And so she wrote out this tool, and it was so helpful. And I didn't put it in your notes, but I'll put it on the screen. This is her response when people try to guilt trip her into stuff. She says, thank you so much. It is such an honor that you thought of me. While my heart says yes, yes, yes. The reality of my time says no. Thank you, and then sign your name. Come on, somebody. She said, she said when she wrote this out, it was her intention to keep explaining herself. Come on, some of y'all are like that. Every time you said no, you have to put like a paragraph afterwards of like, well, I'm gonna just explain to them about what's going on. She met with her counselor about it. It was such a good breakthrough that I got in researching this. Her counselor said, Adults inform, children explain. Take that home with you, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a tool. It's a tool. Listen, listen, I'm going I'm to use it as a tool to keep my life safe and healthy for what God has for me. Y'all with me today, church? All right, number three, number three. Boundaries are not only are they biblical, not only are they a great tool, they must be clearly communicated. They must be clearly communicated. There is no boundary unless it has been communicated. 
I hear this statement all the time. Well, he should have known. Let me just help all my brothers out across Radiant Church. Ladies, lean into this. We don't know. We don't. We don't. You're assuming we know and we don't know. I hear it all the time in the church. We're like, the church should know that. We don't know. We don't know. A boundary is not a boundary unless it has been communicated. So how do we communicate it? What's, what's the standard? Well, Jesus gives us the breakdown. I'll give it to you in just a, a really quick minute. Look what he says in Matthew chapter 18. This is a great formula for dealing with difficult people in your life. People that have a lot of dysfunction, which we all do, but you have those people that have high dysfunction, you need to increase the boundaries. Here's how you do it. He says in Matthew chapter 18, he says, if your brother or sister sins, you go to social media and you post about their sins to the world. Is that what he says? No, he doesn't say that. What does he do? He says, you go and you point out their fault just between the two of you. What is he saying? He goes, if that person's sinning in against you, you go to them and you tell them this isn't okay. Here's the boundary. Let me communicate the boundary. Now, if that person doesn't abide by the boundary, then look what it says. But if they do not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. What are you going to do? You're going to find some friends. You're going to come together and go, hey, I set this boundary and it's, it's not helpful. It's not being abided by. This is where the community of believers comes together. By the way, when you're finding this person, I would find someone mature in their faith. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, don't, don't get your mom to be that person. You know why? Even though she's mature, she's only going to have your back in that thing. So, so you want someone, an unbi unbiased, like someone to come in, sit in there, let's see it. Because you could be wrong. You could be using this boundary as a weapon. You could be doing this thing to, 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 to hurt the other person or to, to skirt around your responsibilities. So, so you need another person to, to help establish it. But then it says it this way, but if they refuse to listen... Tell it to the church so you can write me on social media. No, 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 that's not what it's saying, okay? What he's saying is he, he's not saying go in front of your church and announce to them. They have broken a boundary. They have sinned against me, and they continue to sin. What is he saying? He's saying involve the church community, which, by the way, is why it's so important for you to be in radiant groups and on the dream team because you can't even live this out unless you have a connection with your church family. And while we're doing this, he's saying like, this is where your small group leader Someone mature in the faith, maybe it's one of the pastors on our staff, would be involved in this. This is where that mediation would happen, where the moment where we come together and go, hey, do we understand how we're sinning against that person? Do you understand why the boundary is being broken? And then he says, and if they still won't listen to them. Now, this is so huge. He goes, treat them as a pagan or a tax collector. What is he saying? He says, don't be yoked with them. Remember we talked about that a couple weeks ago? Like, don't tie your life with them. You are, let me, let me say it with all love. It is okay for you to cut off a relationship. I, I just need to give someone freedom. Now, it shouldn't be the norm, but it, it should be okay that if you've gone through this process and that person still will not do it, they will not live within boundaries and they're bringing dysfunction into your life, it is okay. The Bible says, treat them as if they're not even a believer. Separate from them. Why? Because you need that boundary in your life for your safety and for your health. Boundaries without consequences are merely suggestions. 
So if you're putting boundaries on people and not holding them to it, then it's just a random suggestion and they're gonna take advantage of it. So you've gotta keep boundaries with consequences. Why did he say? He goes, if they don't listen, you disown them. By the way, that's, the whole, that's all throughout the Old Testament. And by the way, you try to come into God's presence, presence without doing it God's way, you get struck dead right there. There's a, there's a boundary, and by the way, the boundary has a consequence to it. Let me just encourage you with this. Let me tell you, your relationships are so vitally important, but they also are incredibly dysfunctional because they involve people. So you have got to set the boundaries of what is okay for your life, knowing your dysfunction, and what you allow into your life, knowing their dysfunction. It matters. My mom and my dad um, are some of my heroes. I love them so much. But my dad battled major addiction issues um, all during my childhood. And I've talked about it before. And um, he is now 14 years sober, to God be the glory. With that, it's awesome. But growing up, experiencing that um, showed me the need for massive boundaries. My mom, who is the most, I mean, her and my wife are just like the two most godly, and my mother-in-law are the two most, three most godly people. I gotta call all three of them. They're like the trinity of godliness, okay? But my mom is so godly and she wanted so much to hold my family together, her family together during the dysfunction that we were raised in with my dad's addictions. So she would literally just remove all boundaries. Every time, that, every time he'd do something crazy, she's like, well, it's, you know, she'd try to hold it all together. And, and her intention was so good until I will never forget, I was probably 17 years old. I go into her bedroom and she's kneeled out. My dad had been gone for a while, battling really a tough addiction. And she's kneeled over in the corner and she's grabbing her head like this, screaming. And she was going through the worst migraine where it was crippling her body. And she was screaming. And I had to take her, bring her into the car. I'll never forget this. And rush her to an emergency room. She felt like she was dying. And what had happened was, is her body was finally reacting to the fact that she had no boundaries. So no matter, she, she just allowed him to continue doing this. And she got out of that hospital. I'll never forget meeting with a counselor. She met with pastors and everybody and said, you, you, you are getting what you allow. And she made it a point at that moment, I'm no longer gonna allow his dysfunction to affect my life. Now she, it was a long process after that, but she put up boundaries that ended up being the thing that, <laughs> that finally pushed him to finally get healthy. I, I just, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. You have removed the boundary because you think you're saving them. You're not saving, you're enabling them. And then until you put up that wall and you let God heal them, you're not their savior, God is. And where do we bring our dysfunction? We do not bring our dysfunction to each other. We bring our dysfunction to the one who can handle it. The Old Testament, only one could access the presence of God. But then Jesus came, the only one without dysfunction. And he went to that cross and died a horrendous death for you and for me. And on that cross, when he breathed his last breath, he said this statement, it 
is finished. And when he spoke those words, the Bible says the veil was torn in two. What was that? The boundary, the border that separated us from God was torn in two. And now we can bring our dysfunction, not to each other, but to the one who can heal and make us whole. Come on, can we celebrate Jesus? He's the one. The boundary was removed and we can go to him. We've all got dysfunction. We all should be isolated in our own self. But thanks be to God, he removed the boundary for us to bring up our pain and our issues and our trials. You can do it right now. All across Tampa Bay, I just want you to close your eyes as we close out this message. Oh, I feel like there's two groups of people here today. The first group of people is you, you've gotta, you've gotta re- set some boundaries with some people that are toxic in your life. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What's the challenge that God's giving you right now? Again, it, it's not as a weapon, it's not to be mean, but what is that boundary that's gonna keep you healthy and keep you whole? And, and even your intention is right, but you've been, you've, been, you've been hurting yourself because of even out of a good intention, you wanna help them and God's saying, no, put the boundary up, put the boundary up. Second group of people that are here today and you've just got your dysfunction that you need to give to God. And I just want you to surrender it to him right now Go, man, I've tried to break my, everybody keeps putting boundaries up around me and I I feel isolated. Go to him and watch him heal you. Watch as you go to God that he'll heal you so that now you can be the healthy person God's called you to be to the people around you. You're here today, you don't have that relationship with Christ, you can start it right now. That's you on the count of three. I want you to throw that hand up and say, Aaron, today's my day. I need to give my dysfunction, give my sin, give my issues to God. And I believe he'll heal you right there in that seat. On the count of three, that's you. Raise a hand. Ready? One. Come on, this is your day of faith. Two. It's your day to surrender to him. Three. If that's you, come on, throw the hand up right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to all of our campuses. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together before our location pastors come. Say, dear Jesus. Come on, say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I give you my sin. I give you my dysfunction. Thank you for going to the cross for me. Thank you for giving me access to God. I surrender to you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we give God some praise? Amen, church. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.